Well, good morning and welcome in. It is Wednesday, December 15th. A very happy National Cupcake Day to you, Kelly Collis. Oh, I actually heard this one today and I started planning of like how I can get my hands on some cupcakes today. Are you going to bake your own? Are you going to go to Georgetown Cupcake? What are you going to do? Um, it's probably baking my own. I love me some Georgetown Cupcake. I just don't want to wait in the line. I'm the same way. And you got to order ahead of time. And if you order ahead of time, you get to skip the line at Georgetown Cupcake. But I'm not sure you can order this closely ahead of time. And I got to also believe that National Cupcake Day is like kind of a thing over there. So they've probably been planning for it for a while. So for sure, you might want to get a box of uh, Betty Crocker. Unless you're feeling brave, get in that line and make it happen. Happy National Cupcake Day. Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. They found the zebras. Some of the Prince George's County zebras, two of them have gotten back to their herd. They've returned to the team. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Let's remember that there was uh, one that passed that passed. It got caught up in some sort of trap. But anyways, yes, they're back. But what's really bizarre about this story is that we don't know who captured zebras to mm -hmm. get them back. It's very no one's really taking responsibility for it. It's really kind of sketchy. And the owner of the zebras, who I guess he's a breeder of exotic animals, is still facing some charges because you know they were roaming free and causing all sorts of um, disturbances in the county. It's not a black and white issue, Kelly. It's a lot of gray area on the zebra story. Now, if you're like, what are you talking about? This was um, the clip we snagged uh, from NBC Forest Chopper uh, when this whole thing started back in September. Images of zebras, but these were not shot in the grasslands of Africa, but in the fields of Upper Marlboro in Maryland. Yeah, that oh. was what happened scenic upper marlboro mm -hmm. well i'm glad that you know at least two of them had been returned i it, it, the whole the details of the whole thing is just is a, is a little shady and they were back as of like last week so yesterday i was in the newsroom at nbc4 and like you would have thought it was the breakingest breaking news like the chopper was overhead trying to get shots of the zebra we were like we were all, all alert but it was weird because right like they had been returned last week no one was like really like fessing up to how it happened. I think we're going to see this is one of those stories that we're going to hear more and more and more about um, this like exotic animal place and the charges that are allegedly being, you know, mm. weighed against these owners. This is the new Tiger King. Mm, oh, I, oh, my gosh. I hope so. This could be this could be our new podcast, Kelly. We should do a 90 part series on the zebras. I'm good. <laughs> Sounds like something our friends at WTOP are going to tackle. And then I can't wait to hear more about it. <laughs> They're more capable of that. For totally. Sure. Totally. And yeah, that one did die in a snare trap near the property. A lot uh -huh. of questions about the Prince George's County zebras. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I hope they enjoyed their time running wild in Prince George's County. <laughs> totally. Gary on the comment is like the zebras still. OMG. Yeah. I think like the zebras are a little bit more. Uh, the story's just getting started. Because yes. I, I can see this being a situation where they're like, they were returned, but then animal control was like, so yeah, we're taking the zebras. And let's hope the little baby zebras weren't uh, happening when they were out in the wild. Because like, oh they could become indigenous to Prince George's County. How did the zebras start becoming, you know, the a thing that we see every day? I think that's the oh. plot of Jurassic Park 2, actually. <laughs> <laughs> when they got out and they left a little egg behind and the next thing you know, <laughs> they've taken over Sacramento. That's, I think, how it went. Um, yeah, something like that. The indigenous Prince George's County zebras. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, you know what? The Washington football team hasn't named a team yet. I feel like that could be pretty great. Yeah, I think they got bigger issues these days. So. That is very true. Anyway, speaking of uh, Instagram and the things you're learning on, on uh, social media, because I did learn about the zebras coming back um, home on social media. I also saw a post from our friends over at the MoCo show that report on all things Montgomery County that Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively were hanging out in Bethesda promoting their new, well, not their new, but their, their aviation gin with Total Wine, which is Total Wine is based in Bethesda and obviously a big distributor mm-hmm. of um, alcohol and wine and all the things. Um, I cannot get any third party outside of that. Not that I don't trust the MoCo show. They, their reporting is pretty top notch, but I don't see any other. It's like spotting the zebras. I don't right. see anyone spotting like Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. Get the chopper. <laughs> Find the chopper. I, I feel like though, um, was it was it like a meeting they were having or were they at a store being like, try our gin? I mean, we have the post from MoCo and it just says they were in meeting with total wine now i did do some research to like i went on everyone's twitter handles to see if we posted any selfies or what's going on in 2020 during the peak of the pandemic ryan reynolds did do a virtual gin tasting on total wines website that's right yeah it does look like there's some sort of relationship there but i just i think it's so interesting because i don't know that's those are big time celebrities to be hanging in bethesda yeah the tron brothers absolutely I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. They're the guys I mean, they're... who own Total Wine. No, I know. Yes, um, well, I, I've heard that like Total Wine is like on the expansion. Like there's some things happening over there. So maybe they're going to like get into a booze business with Blake and Ryan. That'd be awesome. Well, and Ryan Reynolds has had a really big week too because, and I had the set to discuss today anyway, but this is just a nice segue. You, you got to bear with me what Ryan Reynolds and Bethesda has to do with Peloton, Sex in the City, and Mr. Big's death. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Spoiler alert, Kelly. Gosh, I was going to start watching oh, Sex in the City no. and then catch all the way up. No, after, I mean, it is the cat is out of the bag for that one. Everyone knows. If you, Even if you didn't watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're referring to, obviously, the new reboot, and just like that, Mr. Big carries Bradshaw's love of her life, dies of a massive heart attack after he takes a thousand ride on a Peloton bike. And so what's interesting Poor about product it, placement. I'm a big Peloton rider. I've had a Peloton for many years. If you watched it and ride a Peloton, you knew that this was had to be an officially endorsed uh, placement because the, um, the workout instructor in the show is a real life Peloton instructor. Now they changed her name and some other things about her character, but you know that it's Jess Sims. That's her, that's her real life name on the Peloton. So a lot of people were saying, you know, Peloton stock dropped the next day. It wasn't like the best product placements because you die after you take a right. Peloton ride. That's not Remember, really what you want to do. They had like the sad lady who's like, my husband thinks I'm fat video, like in the commercial. And then now this year they've got, they killed Mr. Big. So you know, like they need beloved- to be re-examining who their marketing firm is, I think. Well, uh, they did hire a marketing firm and almost immediately within 48 hours, if you haven't seen the ad, uh, there is a response and I'll get to why this has to do with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there was a response that Peloton posted about their bike. You ready for it? I'm ready. To new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. I feel great. 
Should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. <laughs> and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. <laughs> um, that voice was Ryan Reynolds. Okay. And that commercial was produced by Ryan Reynolds Marketing Firm, which, by the way, I did not know that he had one, but it makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. He, he creates all sorts of video content. The name of his company is Maximum Effort. And apparently they had long been pitching Peloton to be a client. Huh. And, so, and so this was kind of like, hey, guys, we have a really good idea to respond. <laughs> You're having a really rough week. Can we get a can we get yeah. a, 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 a routing number, please? Thanks. And, and so Chris Noth, the, the character that plays Mr. Big, was able to do that real quick. And that's Jess Sims, the, the Peloton instructor uh, that he took that fatal ride with. And it's just really interesting because it's clearly like they're, they're green screen. They're not in yeah. the same room together. I mean, that thing was produced with like all sorts of wizardry and on, you know, tools that I don't even know how they put that together. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the rider and Mr. I knew that looked like Mr. Yeah. Big. I didn't realize it was the, uh, the coach, too. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, I think it's clever and brilliant. It's just I don't like that Mr. Big has already moved on and presumably he's in some sort of heaven or, you know, some sort of other place. And he's already moved on from Carrie. <laughs> I don't think they thought it that far through. Peloton was just like, things are on fire. Help us, Ryan Reynolds. I know. I know. I'm just saying as a fan. So that was kind of fun to see. So I saw that ad on because I don't know the whole. I mean, I, I, you told me what you told me about um, Sex in the City, but like. I didn't know the whole deal. And so I saw that ad on TikTok and I thought it was like a spoof ad. I thought it was like two people like screwing around about Peloton. And I didn't realize what I didn't occur to me. It was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, and you didn't recognize Mr. Big. No. Do you? Oh, okay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Ryan Reynolds from Bethesda to, you know, breaking the internet to Peloton. I mean, it's just like a big poo-poo platter of, all things that are happening in the news cycle. As a Sex in the City fan, are you satisfied with the Peloton response? And a Peloton fan? And a Peloton stockholder? Uh, yeah, we, we still, <laughs> for sure. Uh, right, we, still have a, we, we still have a little bit more work to do to uh, pump up Peloton's image, especially for me to stockholder perspective. <laughs> got it. Okay. Well, Kelly, next next board meeting, you got to get on there and be like, listen, all right, I need some returns here at Peloton. Yes. Gosh, yes. You can count on them every Christmas to do something to screw the pooch. My goodness. <laughs> Uh, coming up later on this week, actually tomorrow, if you're listening to this on uh, December 15th, Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland and of Broadway and of the Go Big Show on TBS and of all the things is going to be at Capital One Hall with her show Broadway Under the Mistletoe. Now, uh, you might know Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland or just being like one of the best vocalists on the planet, but also she has been on Broadway. She played in Chicago. She played in Waitress. Most recently, she was a star of Waitress on Broadway. And now um, she's wrapping up her holiday tour. Kelly, I, you're looking like I look when you talk about Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you're like so excited to talk with her and mm -hmm. you've been a fan of hers for a long time. So the I'm really fan. happy for you. Well, she was able to do an interview with us and the full interview is on the podcast um, feed. And I was like, Kelly, I have this interview book, but if you can't make it, that's totally fine. And you were like, good, I'm not, I'm, I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I specifically scheduled it when I knew you had a kid thing. So <laughs> I was like, oh, if you can't make it, I'm so sorry. 
Too bad. So Jennifer Nettles and I um, have known each other since I was at the Froggy Station back in the day. And we talk about all this in the whole podcast. But um, she talks about the show she's going to do at Capital One Hall tomorrow about Broadway and Christmas and bringing it all together. And that's what we wanted to do on this album was, be, you know, to really be able to, while paying homage and respect to the originals to be able to offer a, a different arrangement and a different relationship then and a different, a new discovery really of this music that you know very well in one way, but that you might hear differently and experience the story differently in, in the way that, that we have arranged and performed and it. So- Tomorrow's on the album, and also, you know, you're, you've tackled Christmas songs before. These are songs that have been done by hundreds of people millions of times. Does that mm-hmm. make you feel more of a challenge and an excitement to take on something and put an even more unique spin on something that's already, quite frankly, spun <laughs> a lot? It's been spun, honey. It's spun out, spun up. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think it definitely allows for more excitement because you see that that's the beauty of art is is that it can continue to live and takes on a life of its own. And when a new singer sings a song that you haven't heard her sing before, it suddenly offers you a fresh new window and a fresh connection to that song that you haven't experienced before. Tomorrow, as you said, I mean, look, that's been sung by every single eight-year-old girl, screamed by every single eight-year-old girl at every, you know, small town talent show. I myself was one of those. Um, and, and to get to hear it though, in the way that we recorded it on this album, it's, it has much more of a somber feeling to it. It has much more gravitas. It has much more like uh, almost like a longing within it, you know, that, that can only be understood by a life having been lived and having some life experience under your belt. So that to me is, is the beauty of, of performing these beloved songs. I mean, yes, there's pressure because some people are really, and especially in the musical theater community, as you well know, they're very um, attached and very protective of their music. And so to be able to, and I say there, I say myself included of our music, but you know what I'm saying? I I think as, as fans specifically, very protective. And so to be able to make sure that the respect is there and that you do the song justice, but allow for a new discovery. And so Kelly, I appreciate you dealing with um, me fanning girling over Jennifer Nettles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to bring you a piece that I thought you would appreciate. She has a new project all about wait, wait, husband before, poisoning. But, okay, wait, wait. Before you do that, what song was she referring to? Oh, for tomorrow from Annie. So she has a whole Broadway album. Oh, wait, I when she said tomorrow, I, I was assuming like tomorrow. The show tomorrow. No, the it's, show I mean, tomorrow. Okay, so I missed that in the interview. So she's talking about the sh- tomorrow. The, the sun song will come out tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Got it. it only is a I day away. Now I get the eight-year-old girl reference. I was like, what are we talking about? I thought we were talking about holiday songs, but okay, got it. <laughs> and also the show is only a day away, but tomorrow is also a day away, which she'll do tomorrow at the show, which is happening tomorrow, which is also only a day away. Correct. Got it. Okay. I can understand right, now. now how that could be confusing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Got it. So now you can explain why her husband was poisoned. No, her husband wasn't poisoned. Well, I don't oh. know, that's unclear. But she is um, working on a project all about husband poisoning, which I thought maybe you would want to have some reaction to on the back end. Historic husband okay. poisoning, that is. Okay. Well, I got two things for you. I mean, oh. number one, I, I don't know if it'll be a surprise, but 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 gift number one is that I am writing and developing my own musical. So there's that. Excellent. What's that I, about? 
It is um, the story of a woman named Giulia Tofana, who was a real live woman in the 17th uh, century Italy. She was a slow poisoner. She was a liberator of women. She basically helped women kill their husbands. Um, and <laughs> it seems so, so on brand for you. I just love you, Jennifer Niles. <laughs> light lull number, okay. Um, and it, it's actually really, really fun and really, really heartfelt and really, really anthemic and really like will will like make you want to leave and take on the world, I hope, is what it will do. <laughs> So goodbye, um, Earl walked so you could run, is basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're going to learn so much about the woman from the 1700s who poisoned her husband. I could imagine that being a, a rousing Broadway show. You're going to want to be inspired or want to go and poison <laughs> your husband. Okay, that's great. Is she married? Used to be. Oh, got it. Okay. We all got to work through that somehow. <laughs> but what a fun way to go back. Like, you know, you find a historical figure. People didn't know a lot about Hamilton until Lin-Manuel came around. And now we'll learn more about this woman from the 1700s who poisoned her husband after Jennifer Nettles came around. I love it. I love it. How long did you talk to her, Tommy? Uh, like 20 minutes. Okay. Did, was she like, I got to go or like she no, was really she into was, talking to you? No, she was into it. I think she, well, I okay. think she was into it. You can judge for yourself. The entire podcast is up on our, our podcast feed. Um, it, it, it's all there. I, so I've known her since like the baby radio days and she's been at least polite to me the entire time. I would like <laughs> to think we're friends, but if not, she's just very polite and a, a incredible actress. <laughs> Does she respond to your DMs? Um, I haven't done it cause I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> Rejection would hurt too much. <laughs> but I, I will tell you, and this sounds name droppy as all hell. I, I was at the Kennedy Center Honors one year on the red carpet, hadn't seen her forever. She's like, oh my God, like give me a hug. And then like afterwards at the dinner, she was like, hey, how you doing? She's like, do you, you know Willie Nelson, right? And I was like, no, I don't know Willie Nelson. And she's like, come on over and meet Willie. And I was like, okay, Jennifer Nettles, sure. <laughs> Hello, Whatever you Mr. say. Hello, Mr. Nelson. How are you? <laughs> Great to meet you, sir. <laughs> So that was a weird evening, but pretty, pretty incredible. <laughs> so you had a moment. I had a moment. We've had plenty of moments. I, it, uh, it's another story for another time. But Jennifer Nettles is one of my all-time faves. I just think she is spectacular. She's, she's the one who bubbly. wore. She's the one who wore the dress that said "Play our effing records, please and thank you." Remember that about country radio? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she's she's got a uh, a streak about her. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had to spend some time with her. I'm feeling good about it. So, hey, uh, let's talk about charity and how giving and incredible Virginia and Maryland are. So this uh, company, Top Agency, that does a bunch of data, put out um, the giving by state. And apparently $608 is the amount the average American donates to charity throughout the year. 75% of millennials also donate to charity every year. Way to go, my people. Oh, yay. Way to go, way to go. But um, way above the average, Marylanders donate $717 every year to charity. And at nearly the top, Virginians donate $1,094 every single year. That, that's great. That's, that's really awesome. awesome. Yeah, they're number three. Um, Utah is the most with $2,800 per wow. Utahian. I'm not sure people from Utah, <laughs> Utahs, those, the, whatever those Utahs are, they, uh, they're the ones who are donating the most. And then Colorado. And of course, uh, they also have the bottom of the list, Rhode Islanders. They donate $195 a year on average. Massachusetts, New York, Maine, Michigan, and New Jersey are on the bottom of the donators. Hmm. That's interesting. 
And on top agency did not include Washington, D.C. in there because they're mean. D.C. is not a state. Right. And if we keep getting snubbed by things like top agency, we're never going to become a state. Okay. So I'm just saying it's all they're they're playing into the narrative. Yeah, it was one less state to analyze. I suppose. I'm sure D.C. Pride is pretty good, though, because we're a very giving and charitable area. For sure. And we have so many nonprofits that uh, are operated in, in our in our fair city. And with Maryland doing so well and Virginia doing so well, I'm sure D.C. would have been like a shining diamond in the middle of the nation. But <laughs> you, top you'll have agency, to put in a complaint. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to send a strongly worded tweet because top agency did not. Did not respect the three quarter of a million Americans who live in D.C. and pay taxes. Oh, my God. OK. All right. Just Let's move well. on. Let's move on. Let's talk about two great Americans, though, in D.C. Uh, Carla Hall. We love her. And May Lee, who is a multidisciplinary uh, designer in D.C. They're doing a uh, Disney Plus special, which is really cool. So Carla Hall's kitchen uh, had a hammer taken to it, basically. And on this new uh, Discovery Plus special, they chronicle what goes into a giant renovation. And it was cool that Carla Hall, um, Giada De Laurentiis is doing one too, but Carla Hall chose like a DC female owned design company to make it happen. And so uh, May Lee joins us to talk all about that project. You know, I figured out that Matthew, her husband and Carla has very different tastes. <laughs> so, you know, Carla's a maximalist and Matthew is a minimalist. So, you know, the whole journey of us sort of blending their styles together was one for, you know, one that you can't miss. And how did it become a streaming special? That's even cooler. <laughs> so Carla wanted to document sort of the whole process. And it was it was a great opportunity to really get behind the scenes and really follow us through the whole journey of design from conceptualization to looking at their existing conditions and then, you know, the prospect of what it's going to turn into at the end. What uh, goes into a kitchen remodel? People have been thinking about it, I'm sure, especially as we're spending more time. Everyone made their banana bread and now they moved on to other <laughs> things. But if you're thinking about changing up your kitchen, what do you need to be thinking about? I think you need to understand how you like to use the kitchen. So, for instance, you know, some people have lots of recipes they would like to follow. So they may want an area for their books. Some people like to cook on the fly. Some people use a ton of spices. Some people have tons of appliances. So it really starts with how do you use your kitchen? And then we design around that concept and figure out you know, what spaces you need. And for Carla, she, has, she films in her kitchen. So we had to design around for filming, make sure it's functional as well as aesthetically pleasing and, you know, keep it very loose and um, and effective for different uses. And you can start streaming My Dream Kitchen with Carla Hall on Discovery Plus. When does it come out? It comes out Saturday, December 18th. What so are some start streaming there? Oh, very cool. What are some tips you might have for people who are like thinking about going into the process who aren't Carla Hall? of redesigning a, a place in their home? Because I know you do it every day. The best thing to really imagine is a place that has a home. So everything that you own should have a home, should go into something. So organization is huge. And then getting light and feeling inspired in the space, that is as important as having a functional and organized kitchen. 
You've also done a lot of great work all around the city. What are some projects you've done recently that people might be able to see? I've done a ton of public arts placemaking projects all around town. You can catch some public murals actually um, around Landsberg Park in Southwest, as well as uh, the cherry blossoms, which I hope will be featured in one of the um, DC government facilities. Uh, and then in your hood, Tommy, uh, we have a great mural in one of the storefronts on K Street. So you can check those out. And then I have a bunch of um, other project design oriented projects. I have a big master plan with the Capitol Riverfront uh, for designing all the underpasses. So that is going to roll out pretty soon. And that's a vision plan and some special other projects that are surprises. That's super awesome. And I guess the million dollar question is, what did Carla cook for you in her new kitchen? <laughs> she Well, I actually have Thanksgiving at Carla's house. Uh, oh, well, that's a heck of a tradition. There you go. So, you know, everything you can imagine was there. I mean, she really whipped up a whole storm. There were, you know, lovely desserts and lovely food. And she has actually a line on Gold Belly that you can you can purchase if you wanted to try some of her famous fried chicken and some sides and also um, some desserts. Very cool. Maylee, thank you so much for your time and congrats on what a what a cool project, but I guess you have all the cool projects. So. <laughs> thank you so much. I would love to team with you soon. So May and I are going to be over on Thursday, Cal. We're going to take a hammer to your kitchen. Bam. Whack. Bam. Bring my hard hat and my sledgehammer. It, no, you're not. <laughs> do, do, your, do your kitchen first. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I would love it. I would absolutely um, love it. No, I got this island me, situation I can't stand. She does much more than just renovating kitchens. I mean, with all of her creativity, I'm always amazed by people like like her talents and her brain, how it works to come up with all these things. If Yeah. If we're being honest, I know May Lee from Instagram. And then um, we met when she was in my neighborhood doing that mural. And I've just been like, oh, you're a cool human. And she's like, hey, I'm doing this thing with Carl Hall. And I was like, that's awesome. Let's do an interview. And then she was telling me about the stuff that she does. And same as you. I was like, oh, huh, look at that. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that she was talking about the underpasses uh, at the Capitol Riverfront, like underpasses are like kind of a scary place. Yes. So, you know, they usually are dark. But the mm -hmm. fact that's a great idea to put some sort of artwork and activations and you know make it more of like not a scary place right light it up and make it festive yeah. totally yeah I think that's really cool and like the renderings if you're watching if you're listening to the podcast go to our facebook page because you can see the video there and she sent me images of what the renderings look like they're so cool that's very cool yeah look at that there's incredible people all around our area i just love people doing real fun stuff here in dc hence For the sure. name <laughs> By the way, you can go back to any one of our past podcasts. Like, how would you not want to listen to 20 minutes of me, like, just chewing on my tongue over Jennifer Nettles? Because actually, um, it, it's entertaining. And I think I held myself together as a professional broadcaster pretty well. Oh, well, that's good. You're really good at your job. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. By the way, give us, um, which that would be a great comment. You can leave it as a review. Tommy and Kelly, really good at their jobs. Even if you feel <laughs> we don't believe, we don't deserve it. Like, follow, subscribe. The best way to get a podcast booming is to tell your friends about it. Please and thank you. We'll see you next time.